If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Addicts Anonymous podcast. I'm your host, Jim R. Today's episode 157. And we're going to be interviewing Charles R. How you doing, Charles? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Glad to have you. Um, so do you go by Charles or Charlie? Or what do I call you? I go by Charlie or Charles. Charlie. doesn't matter. All right, call you Charlie. So, Charlie, let's get started here. Tell me about your childhood going back to the beginning. All right, childhood back to the beginning, man. I had uh, I had fantastic parents. They're great um always there for me um alcoholism ran in in my dad's side of the family pretty bad uh I'll get into that in a second um something's always a little bit off with me man um you know I, I can't really remember much past elementary school um past kindergarten but I do remember every what do you mean day something was off? so like every day we had homework to, to bring home you know element in kindergarten um, I would never bring it home. My mom, and this is every day. I'm out here, my parents here. Every day, you know, we had to go back to school, get my homework. Okay, got my homework. I did it. I didn't turn it in. And my mom was just like, what the hell is wrong with this kid? Um, you know, she took me to doctors to like, uh, ADD is a big part of my thing, man. Um, it's a little bit off. Um, I didn't quite feel like I fit in. I couldn't really express myself well. I was timid. Um, I also tended, uh, unfortunately, to gravitate towards the bad crowd as a kid. Um, so I definitely had ADD. You know, my mom would take me to a doctor. And they um, put me on Ritalin pretty early. Um, How old were you? I was in third grade, I think, when I started taking Ritalin. Um, Isn't it crazy how we put kids on... Well... I don't know what I would do if I was a doctor now that I say, because if I know somebody's suffering and they're, cause I know what it's like to have ADD. It sucks. I have ADD, yeah. um, ADHD. I get yeah. manic very fast. I mean, I, we were just talking before the episode about how I do three podcasts a day. Yeah. Sometimes that's my hyperactivity, just on laser focus. Yeah. Definitely, man. I was just at a meeting last week and my sponsor was like, dude, he's like, I can feel your ADD from my 80 feet away. Like, you just want to <laughs> I, get, I get that all the time. Yeah. Every now and then I'll pause and I'll be like, what the hell is I just talking about? All time, man. All the time. And then, and time. then it comes back to me. But that's the worst. It happens a lot where I'm like brain fart. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, I'm done. I, I don't know what I was going with the sentence and I just veer off track all the time man all the time and it's even like i'll, I'll even be like start telling the story I'm like, where was i going with this because i usually you know have a point um sometimes i forget that too but definitely add man um doctors you know going to behavioral treatments um yeah we just said i don't know you know i have kids too i don't know what i, I would do because it definitely helped um 
Do you think looking back, it was a good thing you got it so young? Because like I said, I don't know what I would do if I was a doctor because I don't, what would you do if someone was, because I have a daughter now, she's only two. <laughs> but if she told me, dad, this is what's going on, I'm suffering. And I knew there's something out there that I can help, maybe a small dose. I don't know. It's very slippery slope when it comes it to- It's a slippery slope and it ended up saving and ruining my life. Um, I- you know, when I got on in third grade, I instantly got like terrific kid, which is a thing here where I remember just, I didn't like how it made me feel. I didn't want to be on this stuff because um, it makes you, you know, like zombified, I guess. But you, you know, I was doing what I needed to do. My grades jumped up big time. Um, I don't know the answer to your question, man. I think in third grade, you're a kid. I think being hyper is part of being a kid. I don't think you need to go Medicaid a third grader. Um, yeah. now, when they're a little bit older, I don't know, man. Because um, I get to save it saved my life. I ended up being very successful. It really, really helped me. I don't know what would have happened in my life if I had not had that. It switched to Adderall at one point. Um, so, oh, yeah, man. Moving. So, you know, my, my uh, I don't really remember this that well, but my dad... Um, he was apparently an alcoholic and, uh, his brother died the day that my brother was born, which I can't imagine what that would feel like. I was five years old. Um, so my dad pulled out all the booze and he's never drank since. Um, so I don't remember him drinking. I never really got to see that side of him. Did your dad's brother die from alcoholism? He drank rubbing. Yeah. Crazy story, man. He went 10 years without sober. And, uh, and he said, you know, I finally learned how to have a beer, you know, and, uh, 10 days later he was dead. He drank rubbing alcohol and he died. That sounds like the story in the big book. If I'm not mistaken, it was a guy who's a high powered businessman and he mm -hmm. decided not to drink during his career. So he could retire. Mm -hmm. And upon retirement, he was dead within a very short period of time. He just yep. drank himself. Yep. It's crazy what we do. I was talking to my sponsee and the you know part of my language but exactly what i said is i go as an addict if we fuck up we die mm -hmm. some other people they get a second chance if they mess up that's something in life as an mm -hmm. addict you could die like that especially yeah. nowadays with the fentanyl and everything and everything absolutely man definitely it's crazy it's uh yeah i mean so i could have a beer 10 days later he's dead you know and, and my dad just he said that you know just anytime he hears anything about alcohol or it just brings back the pain to him he's got zero interest so i never saw that side of, of him um which and you know one thing getting it into my my problem he always said my brother my brother my brother and i wish he would have said me um not my brother it's just like what's yeah it's your brother it's not you you know so um yeah man moving forward you know fifth grade i started to not do so well in school as i said hanging out with the bad kids i remember i was getting in trouble you know for a fifth grader or like smoking weed or anything yet um i ended up what uh, kind of trouble were you getting into just grades were falling um hanging out with the bad kids man like just headed for a bad a bad path bad enough and i just was not being disciplined not listening to my parents bad enough that they um considering putting me in military school um Ended up transferring me to a a small uh, Christian school here. I had like seven people in the grade. 
um, in fifth grade. And so I went there through fifth grade, through seventh grade. I actually failed seventh grade there, failed. Um, so I went back to public school and that was weird because, you know, all, all my other classmates were like, oh, what's he doing here? You know, he's, he's a grade below now. Yeah. Um, turned out being good though, man. Um, then I just started, I was on Adderall at this point, I think, you know, like five milligrams or something. I don't know. My mom split up the tablets. I didn't, I didn't know anything about what I had at all. I didn't know <laughs> much about Adderall at that time. Of course. You just took um, what your parents said. I was right. I just took it. And uh, I just realized, like, hey, man, all I got to do is listen in school. Just listen. Did you recognize consciously, like, oh, this medicine's helping me? I did. That- you know, sort of in high school, I did. Once I got to high school, I realized this is really helping me, man. Um, you know, um, I, I just started listening. I started playing sports in seventh grade. Um, started to excel. Um, didn't hang out with bad kids anymore. And when you're asking about this helping, I remember like before physics class, you know, I would take like 2.5, I don't know, like a tiny little dose. Um, and it definitely helped, man. Um, I did really well in high school. I finished 17th out of 150 people, I think. Um, I played three sports. I was very successful in that. Um, I would say I was one of the cool kids. I was one of the popular kids. For sure, um, things were going really well in my life. Um, I fast forwarded a lot there. <laughs> things were going really well. Um, I got a scholarship to play football in college. What position did you um, play? Cornerback. Oh, look at you! I was a center. I used to awesome, have people. I used to have your friend's hands up my ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And and I wrestled in, in track as well. And, you know, if you'd have told me, like, drug addict or alcoholic at this point, like, you're going to end up being this, I would sit here and you're mind, man. There's no I was the same way. Like, I remember it was junior year. That was a really good year for me. Pretty much everything you said, except I wasn't a star football player. I was good, but I wasn't a star. Yeah. I Because at the time, I'm bipolar and I was unmedicated. So uh-huh. I was one of those crazy kids that just loved the whole – I get to hit someone else and I don't get in trouble. Yeah. That's awesome. I hated it. I hated it. Hated it. (laughs) I hated it. It hurts, man. Oh yeah. (laughs) Especially quarterbacks, because the quarterbacks and nine times out of ten, you don't see it coming when you get hit. Yeah. Because you're trying to trust your lineman to keep you in that pocket. And sometimes right from behind you get smashed. Yeah. And you gotta hold on to the ball. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I guess one thing to mention here is I did start smoking weed in high school. Uh, what age? 16, probably. Um, and it wasn't weird, man. Like, my whole team smoked weed. I, they would have drug tested us. There would have been, like, two people up on the team. Um, it's, and, you know, I started doing it before school and stuff, too. Uh, it got – I don't know if I'd say it got bad. I mean, I smoke weed every day. I guess you could say it got bad. Um, to me, it seemed normal, though. Um how much would you yeah. say you were smoking like a day? Well, you know, the quality of the stuff back then is quite like it is. Not days. like it is nowadays. I know. Oh, I used to get that dirt weed with the seeds. Yeah, the dirt weed. I mean, dude, we, we would, me and my buddies would hot box a car on like a Friday night. <laughs> you sound like me. We have a lot in common. I remember what we would do is we would drive around, hot box a car with like five people in it, packed, five people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then we would go under a streetlight, and at one time, we'd all hop out of the car and just watch the smoke go out. 
because we were stoned. We were like, look at it, man. Yeah. And one time, a cop rolled by and just looked at us, and we were like, we are screwed. Uh-huh. We just kept driving for some reason. He saw it. He completely saw it, kind of shook his head, and just kept driving. Oh, that's awesome. Because the cops knew me around town, so they knew I was a bad kid where I got in stupid trouble, but I was a good kid. Like, they uh-huh. knew that, like, in my heart, I wasn't ever trying to hurt someone. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I was lucky. That's awesome, man. But some <laughs> of the cops were cool. Other cops were assholes to me because I sold weed, and they didn't like that. Yeah. I never they found out about that. Yeah, I got arrested for that shit. Wow. Um, yeah, man, dude. I remember one time we smoked, like, 17, 20 bubbles or something like that. It was just stupid. I, it was a lot. I don't know, man. We'd go through a lot, like, a quarter of night or something. But, yeah, man, so... Things went well. Um, things were going well. Uh, kind of fast forward where sort of the first, I mean, I guess you could say smuggle weeds. Uh, you know, I drank the first time. Oh, I did skip my first drunk. I guess that's part of the story. Uh, that was in seventh grade. Um, you skipped what? I skipped part of the, you know, probably, you know, alcoholism is my, my, my problem here. Part of, I know, drunk the first time is kind of important. I, in seventh grade, man, uh, snuck into my parents liquor cabinet we got a, a fifth sky vodka um never had drank man really you know i had like a glass of wine and stuff but me and my buddy we you know we get into that vodka and uh we didn't know anything about like how long it takes to kick in or anything like that we drank like half of it you know i'm weighing like 110 pounds probably just at this time and uh didn't feel anything man like, no, it was working man you know uh <laughs> so ended up killing the whole thing um we just got i still say to this day that's probably the drunkest i've ever been in my whole life i can imagine that's the first time ever drinking shit based man like yeah i remember just laying in a bed just like spinning throwing up all night we had to work at seven in the morning the next day too um at a restaurant and, and my parents caught us you know i went into my brother's room and just <laughs> like started asking him about a chicken bone or something like that and he goes downstairs like Dad, uh, Charlie's acting really weird, like really weird. I think something's wrong with him. And, you know, that's when it was just starting to kick in. And it just, it got, it was bad. Man. Um, so that was the first time getting drunk. Drank, you know, we partied. I guess this is a big part too, man. I skip a lot. We partied a lot, man. My, my football team partied a lot every week. In high school or college? Where are we at right now? In, in high school. In high school. We partied a lot, man. Every weekend. Every weekend we had a party. And it was, it was awesome, fun time, man. I mean, I'm not going to lie about it. Um, you know, just kids. 40s drinking them freaking king cobra 40s and stuff um it was all of us so it wasn't really i was no different than anybody else one thing i, I sort of did notice at early age was i was able to kind of hold it together better than other people sort of like i, I could be the one to drive people home even though i was just as drunk as them um from an early age i didn't have a tolerance or anything built up at that point um that's kind of a a sign um so that's that's high school man high school is good i uh, loved it um then i went to, to college it was a southern baptist school um i was a pre-med major there um and i remember i had like a lot of biology to study and it was the first time i took an entire adderall and uh i was like oh, i got to study a lot man i'm taking a full one and then i was like oh sh-. i was like oh shit <laughs> you know what do i have here man like what is this Um, would you say that's the first time it gave you euphoria yeah for sure 
I, I had no idea, man. I, you know, I've had it my whole life and I never felt like that. Um, but I took it as I was supposed to, man. I, I studied really hard. Um, it really helped me a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I was in the library all the time, did really well. School, um, I had like a 3.8 GPA pre-med and playing football, um, which is pretty hard to do. Um, I applied to go to UNC Chapel Hill, which is a really, really good school. Um, at the time, it was the fifth public school in the country. Didn't get in my first time, um, which was crazy to me because, you know, I graduated, I think, over a 4.0 GPA in, in high school and, and I played football and I got 3.8 in college. And uh, so I kept studying, man, kept doing well. Um, started Adderall started being part of a thing that I would like keep in my pocket now, you know, like taking it as needed. Um, I never ran out early or anything at that point. Um, what were you prescribed one a day? I was prescribed two twenty milligram SMG tablets. Two twenties. Yeah. Um and yeah, and then I smoke weed every day afterwards because you need to come down after come down off that or all you feel pretty shitty. So we'd smoke a blunt every night. Um then I got a vape and I, you know, I was in chemistry class and I thought like this is so cool, man. You're like vaporizing the THC, you know, you're not smoking it you're not combusting it and i was like into the science of it um and i was doing it in our dorm <laughs> in our dorm room man and uh i remember one of my teammates came up was like dude this whole hall like you're gonna get you can't be doing that but you're gonna get caught like smelling as soon as i opened you know the hall door um and one night we were playing xbox and had surround sound speakers it probably sounded like actual machine guns going off in our room we're just high as shit man and uh you know the the RA came in and got us got arrested um no one saw us leave the school um get arrested got it dropped man uh did community service and stuff like that um wasn't a big deal transfer ended up getting into Carolina transferred into Carolina um and this is sort of when I started the school's very difficult man uh I I transferred into uh off-campus housing with a, a crew that partied pretty hard and i thought it was awesome man you know like it's awesome because i i love the i love partying um i wasn't like out of control yet you know it's a weekend type thing i mean i guess you could say smoking weed is too but um yeah man like first week there we had a beer draft thing where it was we had 13 cases of beer and they did like an NFL draft and <laughs> two teams and you just race through the cases, man. And it was just debauchery, dude. I mean, I woke up on the floor like first time, like what the hell? It wasn't just me, it was like everybody, like what the hell happened? You know? I thought this is awesome, man. I'm having a great college. It's so fun. So, you know, I watched American Pie all that and these movies, you think that's what it's supposed to be like. You know, that's what college is supposed to be like. Um, and... So then I started, you know, started class. It was hard. And this is when things started to get kind of bad was I started to think that, like, the more Adderall you took, the better you would do, like, the harder you could study, um, which is true to a point. <laughs> you know, once you start getting yeah, it around, is. Like, right, it is. you're tweaking, man. There's a um, reason all the college kids take it. I mean, yeah. they wouldn't take it if it didn't work. That's right. That's right. But there's a point where you 
you're taking too much and you're not it's not helping anymore it's exactly no i know weeding out man and uh that's kind of what started to happen to me um i didn't realize any of my addiction things i didn't really realize that they were happening at the time i didn't realize i just know my grades started to slip um you know one of my classes i didn't get it i just quit going man i just took it like a 10 you know like 10 my grades probably like a 10 at the end of the year I just quit going um my grades started dropping um i would wait till last minute i procrastinate my roommates partied and stuff man but i didn't really i didn't really have a problem at that point um i did the same as them they were all successful all doing well in class uh it was adderall man it was bad it was getting bad um I would run out early often, um, have to get it from other places. And, uh, you know, I never drank. I never wanted to drink if I took Adderall because that was, I didn't want to take a depressant, um, to ruin Adderall. I was definitely abusing it at this point, man. Taking video, playing video games and all that. It was so fun. Um, I had a great time. It was ruining my life. Um, kind of came to a head and I had a, a sculpture class that I had to take. And, you know, I've kind of been binging on Adderall, I guess you could say. And I was unable to complete my project. Uh, my teacher saw, uh, she saw me working on on, on the project and I, I couldn't get it to stick together with glue at the end of the day. And I, I failed that class, um, which led to me being ineligible to return. Um, and it was like my senior year. I have like 150 credit hours, man. It's crazy. I should have definitely been able to graduate um but yeah so i had to go home um my parents basement and things just got bad then man um i didn't really realize if i was depressed at the time uh it started to turn to back and forth from adderall to drinking at that point um that's when i uh and then I just said, screw it, I'm not going to be able to graduate, man. I couldn't get the classes I needed. I guess I fast forwarded a lot there. So I I was unable to graduate um, college due to not being able to get the courses that I needed, which were like the basic entry-level courses that I had already taken at my other school. Um, and they didn't transfer over. So I and I just couldn't get them because the freshman got all those classes. And since I was ineligible, I was last to be able to pick classes. And I couldn't get them. Kind of an excuse, I guess you could say, man, I'm sure I could have called somebody and got to take care of if I really wanted to. Um, so it was back and forth Adderall at this point is when it's in drinking. Um, I take, I would start running through my Adderall in like five days, man, which is a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was taking that's, that's, that's sit my whole 30 day prescription in like five days. Um, and just not sleep like at all and you know i didn't realize this was happening to me as crazy as it is um and i would drink i started drinking when i ran out to use that shit um dopamine levels just dropping um in parents basement let's see um so yeah, man, started drinking pretty heavily at that time. Um, once again, didn't think I had a, a problem. Um, I was working at my dad's office at this time, making like 200 bucks a week. It was terrible. Um, just go home and drink, um, take my Adderall, run out. Uh, I stole it from my brother. My brother had Adderall. I stole it from him so many times. Um, you know, 
and he knew, dude. I mean, he knew. Like, and of course, I would deny it, deny, deny. Um, then let's see what else we got here. Were you working? I, oh, actually, you just said you were working with your dad. Working um, with my dad, sort of as his secretary, actually. Gotcha. Uh, so what was your social life like at this point? Were you just all by yourself getting drunk and doing Adderall, or did you still party with friends? Oh, that's a great question, man. I, I was basically by myself, man. I, I had, like, one friend here back in town that I would hang out with, and we would drink. Um, it was mainly by myself and Adderall, honestly, you know, looking back at it. What's funny is I would look, I go back and look at my Facebook, some of my Facebook posts, man, I was so arrogant and stuff. And it's, I, mean, I was talking to my sponsor about this, like, well, you're on drugs, man. You know, I, I have these so cocky posts that I was putting in. It's like, man, you're in your parents' basement doing nothing with your life, you know? <laughs> um, nothing, man. Like, loser. Like, <laughs> uh, but dude, if you were to saw my posts, it's just, they're cringe. They're so cringy, man. I, I gotta go back and, like, delete them so I can't can let my kids see any of this stuff. Uh, so, yeah, man, met, met my uh, current wife. Now, this is when things really, 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 I guess you could say, got bad. I moved in with her. Um, and you know before i was in my parents basement i had to keep myself at least presentable you know they knew i was drinking but presentable because they saw me and you know i couldn't just be shit faced in front of them um and we have a restaurant you know my wife wouldn't get home until 10 o'clock at night so um this is when i started drinking that and um so i, I would come home you know i do insurance for a living and I've always noticed, man, uh, this is kind of going back to just, I'm much more comfortable talking to people if I have had a drink. Um, it goes back to girls and stuff, man. I used to be very, very shy around girls and I, I never get it. So I drank, man, no problem. That's just lifted. It's totally gone. I'm like, wow, you know, this is so much better. Um, and it kind of carried over into sales too, man. I started thinking like, oh, you know, I can have a little bit before I go into work. And, uh, I mean, I've had people ask me if I've been drinking because I, you know, and I ask, why do you ask that? And it's because you're so happy right now. You're too happy. <laughs> like, um, that's not a good thing to say to me. I've, I've been told that many, many times by people, but so it definitely makes me, you know, I drink, I'm a loosey goosey, happy person. Um, and it just helped me talk to people. I, I was doing well, uh, doing pretty well in my job. Um, you know, my partners, I work with my brother and my dad, and they're, they're kind of getting frustrated with me. So I come in smelling like alcohol. It's like, because I just drank, you know, they, they thought it was the day before. Um, but it, it was right before I came in. It wasn't much in the morning, you know, started with, uh, I don't know if you know what club tails are. I don't know if you have those around club there. Tails. Club tails are like 12% alcohol, and they're. It's a beer? It's, it's, it's a malt liquor. Sugary one, <laughs> it's disgusting, dude. Um, yeah, yeah I'll have one of those They're like 16 ounce, 12 ounces, and or uh, no, sorry, six, 16 ounces, you know, 12% alcohol. Um, so I'd have like two of those sometimes before, you know, you smell the malt liquor stinks, man. So, yeah, then I would go home and drink. Um, and then it just started getting really, really bad, man. Uh, it started getting where I was drinking all the time. Um, I would have alcohol here in the office i would have uh 
by the time I would get home, I would be shaking. Um, I had to, I remember having to like hold the bottle with two hands, man. Um, what were you really, shaking from? Which and I didn't even, I didn't even know, man, this is what I thought. I thought just because I was drinking so heavily, I was not sleeping, man. I would go like four days without sleeping. I'm not kidding. Like not at all sleeping. And I thought that it was, I'm shaking because I'm not sleeping. Um, so eventually I knew it was from the alcohol, but um, yeah, I mean, holding bottle with two hands, uh, you know, my grandma passed away. In Texas, I remember just alcohol started to be incorporated into every single thing I did. It had to be planned out or I'm screwed. Um, I brought a handle to her funeral in Texas. Um, just drinking just to feel okay, man, at this point. Um, got married in St. Lucia at Sandals. Uh, I remember when we got there, I was shaking. I couldn't fill out customs paperwork. Um, and I, once again, thought it was from sleeping, you know, sandals, all inclusive resort. You can drink all you want. Uh, your fiance I, didn't say anything. She, she, dude, she didn't really, it blows my mind. Man. Um, I was a sneaky son of a bitch, dude. I, I really, really did my best to cover my tracks and I did pretty good. I did pretty good. I can tell you if she ever like lifted up the, you know, I, I made sure to put all my, trash at the bottom under all the bags and the trash can like so um i had just it was everywhere at this point i had alcohol hidden all over the house all over the house so i could like go into another room you know early in the morning and she could accuse me of drinking like what are you talking about man i just went to the bathroom you know <laughs> like um just went in the garage that was everywhere i had it just hidden so you know of course i had it on the fridge too so you could see that but um um she didn't know how bad it was. And man, I was doing well at my job, which is crazy to me. I was doing well. I mean, I, I think I was in the top 10 in the state of North Carolina. And I'm in an office, man. I'm in a closed area, not out open. Like you, people had to smell it. They had to, like, I look back at pictures, man. I just looked like shit faced all the time. <laughs> like, just looked terrible, man. Um, you know, sandals cleared out. They restocked the fridge with two bottles of wine. And I don't know, 12 beers. I drank that over the night, every night, like through the night. You know, I drank all day, man. I remember telling them, make it strong. You know, it's bam, 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 bam. Just drink, 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 drink. And I cleared that out overnight. And, you know, she didn't even know about that. Um, that's when I decided to stop taking Adderall as well. That's when, uh, actually a little bit before that is when I stopped taking Adderall and that's when they drank and just really, cause you know, as I said, when I took Adderall, I did not drink. So I would go like those five days when I would take the Adderall and, uh, and I wouldn't drink, man. And that kind of kept my, I guess from going to full, full, full chemical, like dependency, physical dependency on the alcohol. Um, but once I stopped taking Adderall, man, it just, it went, it, that, that's when things really just the drinking got out of control. Throwing up blood every morning, man. Every morning, um, washing down with vodka. You know, just more vodka. And uh, her family came up from Thailand. She's Thai, and her family was here in Thai from Thailand. And uh, one of the things that this is the first time I ever had thought to stop. Like I might need to slow down a little bit. <laughs> was my brother had asked me, you know. When, 
someone thinks of you, three words come to mind, like what what do you want them to be, you know? Because it's like right now one of them's a drunk, and that that really really hit me hard. Um, so I was like, okay, man, I need to, I need to do better. I need to stop this. So I, I tried to taper on my own, man. Her family's here uh, from Thailand. I am full. Bl- I've never experienced DTs. I have never hallucinated like this. Um, I didn't even realize that I was hallucinating. Um, I unplugged every single thing in the house, man. I thought the cops were like tapping our house. Uh, I'm out looking through the window with the AR-15 scope, thinking there's like zombies outside. I'm talking just like total psychosis. Just bad. Her family's here. She's at work. They're like, hey. And, and I thought my teeth were coming out of my head. That's how bad I'm hallucinating. And her family calls her. She's at work. Like, you, you need to come. Uh, you need to come get him, man. Something's wrong. And I thought my parents thought I was doing that. I was not doing that. Um, so I thought I was going to the hospital to do a drug test. Um, because I thought my teeth were coming out. Because I thought my teeth were coming out, they weren't. Um, just all in my head, man. And uh, so I get there. They ask about my drinking. Um, this is detox. And uh, they're like, oh, you know, they're very awesome about everything. Not pushing it all. They're like, you know, you want to just come in here? We could. I hadn't slept for days, man. Um, shaking, just you know, want to pull your skin off. Uh, crying, just heard all kinds of just awful auditory hallucinations. Of my parents and my family and my wife saying she's going to leave me and, and I, it was awful man it was, it was absolutely heartbreaking but it wasn't true sounds like a mess it was a mess man it was bad <laughs> um it was really bad man so i went to detox uh and that was the first time that i had stopped drinking uh, as soon as i got out of detox man i drank immediately like immediately i don't even remember i talked them into let me out early somehow um, this is all foggy, man. My brain was just so... You said you grabbed a drink first thing out of rehab? First detox? detox. Yeah, yeah. And my parents came to see me, and uh, they're like, what the hell are you doing, man? And I'm like, shit, I got, I got problems. This isn't good. Like, you need help, man. I'm like, yeah, I think I do. I think I do. So I went to treatment in Minnesota for 30 days. Um, it was awesome, man. It, Saved my life. I don't think I'd be here without it. It's a place called the Retreat in Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, it's all AA. Everyone that works there is was in recovery. Um, I had never heard anything about this stuff, man. I didn't know. You know, looking back, I was like, man, there ain't nobody doing what I'm doing. This is insane. Like nobody in the world is doing what I'm doing. Like drinking like this much. I mean, I was up to two fifth, two fifths a day at one point. Wrong, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, definitely two fifths a day. Everything was alcohol, and I got to hear other people that were the same as me. And I was like, "Man, this is this is crazy." And then you know, I'd never heard other people talk about recovery, and that were the same as me. And now they haven't drank in years, dude. I, you know, I do insurance, man. We're talking about like we have products that are for retirement. I was not interested now. Like, There's no way I'm gonna make this 65 years old. There's zero. Like I'm not gonna make the 40. I'd accepted this. Like, I'm going to die from this. It's just the way it is. Um, so that was awesome, man. I went there. I got out of the retreat. Um, you know, you kind of think you're better. You're kind of healed. You know, you think that like, you're fixed. Yeah, um, no, I know the feeling. There, there was a wedding, man. There was a wedding uh, that I had to go to. It was my 
my sister-in-law's wedding like the week I got out <laughs> and I was just they're like you don't need to go to that I'm like I have to go to that I have to go uh, so I went drank um and we went to their honeymoon drank there and then I remember you know went to the mall afterwards I'm back at the bar sneaking drinks um I mean it was just kind of off and on there for a little while and I was doing better you know I wasn't like I was uh, then there went through a period where I drank you know I, I drank like two bottles of wine every day and I'm just slamming man I mean people talk about taste I didn't care I'm just trying to get drunk I slammed two bottles of wine and I went through uh, some pretty bad detox by myself um it was very unpleasant I remember thinking like I should probably be in the hospital right now this was after a couple of weeks of doing that every day and uh and um you know I came out I went to AA but I didn't do the thing man I didn't do the AA like I went to some meetings I didn't do any of the suggestions that were given to me. Um, my sponsor fired me because I did nothing that he said to do. Nothing. And he's just like, he's like, you know, I'll take this personally, man. I like you a lot. And I want to be your friend, but like, there's no point in doing this sponsorship thing if you're not going to do any of the suggestions I have for you. Um, I just remember texting him like, please pray for me, man. I, I can't stop, you know. Um, with those withdrawals, it sucked bad. Um, I said, I'm never doing this again. So I, I did 30 meetings, 30 days. And it was, this is during COVID. Um, I ended up throwing together nine months, man. Um, I, 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 you know, during COVID, as I said, we had a restaurant. So I was working every single day. As you and I were just talking about boredom is bad. Uh, it's not good for me. And I was working every day, all day. Um, so that, you know, drinking, I just didn't drink. It was not going to meetings, but I wasn't drinking, um, working every day. Um, I don't remember what made me relapse, man. Uh, I just probably thought, I think after like nine months, I'm like, oh, I'm better now. You know, I'm better now. I've been nine months. I can have a drink. And uh, my wife gets pregnant we, with twins. Um, I'm fast forwarding a lot here, man. Um, I I got to where... I did 60 days when they were born. Um, and then I just, I don't, I don't really know what happened, man. I wasn't going to meetings, wasn't, wasn't working my sobriety at all. Um, that's what happens, man. Like for me, if I just like think I'm just not going to drink, you know, I might do it. But 60 days was a big deal for me at that time. Um, I was drinking, you know, my, my typical schedule is like, I'll start on a Thursday or Friday and I'll end Monday. And it sucks. I'm usually going to withdrawals because I drink like all day. I mean, it's all day for me. When I start, it's all day. Um, and, and but it's not enough. I try to hide it. It's not enough that people really know um, unless they smell it, <laughs> which it's, it's, it's hard. It's my wife is a dog, man. She can smell anything. Um, so yeah, man. Fast forward, we had the kid. Sixty days. Uh, then I thought, you know, maybe on weekends, you know, I can have some and. And I, I did pretty good with it, man, honestly. I didn't really blow the hinges off that bad. Um, but it did start becoming, like, a priority in my life again. Um, and I'm going to fast forward now to, to this last time. Uh, so it was my kids. Her family's in back in Thailand again, man, second time. Last time they were here, this happened. They're back. 
so she <laughs> means they, they they probably think you're just insane at this point. They do. They probably do. She said me down she's like look charlie my family's here from thailand please do not get shit faced do not drink or if you do just control it you know um i said okay yeah no problem we'll do that um and so there's this rhythm and brews festival here that we went to and i went to that there's beer you know i had two beers and that just started it off man i had 30 i had not drank for 30 days before this which was another really big deal for me man i had i had struggled to put together 30 days like really 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 i mean that was everything i had man. it was like 30 days i i hadn't done it since kids have been born not even close you know usually like four days at a time um that started it man so went through the brews drank uh trying to remember how this all happened man i ended up going to a liquor store at some point um Plan was to, and I drank way more than this. I think I was shit based on the liquor store, even I remember I was. Um, plan was to just sip on that alcohol that I bought the liquor store, the vodka, and the. Uh, I got a, a fifth and a pint. Important to note here: I have zero tolerance to having a drink in thirty days. Uh, I drank a pint Saturday, along with probably five or so 16 ounce uh eight percent truly extras um which i just sip on man you know so you could probably tell i was drinking but not like i'm not you know like hammered uh the night before their party man. this is just like the book says man the book says we have a tendency to get, to get you know hammered at the worst possible time we got 40 people coming over man you know they all think i've been sober um I drank the entire fit of vodka over the night. Uh, it's really hazy, man. I woke up, I'm aching, like my hips are aching. I think I like fell down everywhere. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I totally, I, and I slammed it. I do remember slamming like the whole fit. Um, and, uh, you know, we had wine and all that stuff at the party. And I was just, I was shit faced, man. I had people coming up to me, like grabbing me by the shoulders. And they're like, Charlie, dude, your kid, she's like, they're like, what are you doing, man? Like, you need to get your shit to get your kids need you, you know? Um, just bad, man. Bad, bad, bad. And I I I was pretty hammered, like really hammered. Um, and I hadn't drank enough to know that I needed to go to detox over the last couple of days. It's their first birthday party, man. This is disgusting. Um, I I was more excited to drink than celebrate uh their birthday which makes me sick man i mean it really makes me sick I, you know i love them so much and uh so yeah man I, I left to go to detox crying like just crying my eyes out man everyone saw me you know um not everyone saw me go to detox but everyone saw me drunk everyone knew i had people like texting me like reaching out like, you okay man like you were <laughs> you know you didn't you the you were pretty bad yesterday man. You know, uh, when i got out i apologized to everyone with the detox and i just said this was a to stop man this is this is it this has to stop no more um and my wife has been very supportive so i went to detox man got out went straight to a meeting um and this time I, i'm just doing what they say man um i got a sponsor real fast uh which Anyone out there that's struggling, man? I mean, I've been to probably hundreds of AA meetings. But having a sponsor and 
talking to him every day. And really what I did, man, I got two businesses and, and kids. I got a million excuses to not do what he says. Like it is extremely inconvenient for me sometimes. Some of the suggestions he has are really, I mean, I, I'm a very, very busy person. Um, and I just said, all right, man, I, my way has got me here. I'm going to, I'm going to do what you say. And it's changed. It's changed everything, man. I'm at, I think like 94 days right now. Um, and I'm not white knuckling it. I'm feeling, you know, I'm going to several meetings a week, talk to him every day. Um, he just gives me homework to talk to other alcoholics every day. So I'm doing this. Um, I, I honestly, and I, I'm saying this, like I honestly have no desire to drink right now, today. Um, and I haven't for a while. And it's been awesome, man. It's it's still, I still get grumpy. <laughs> um when I would have took a drink before and it would have made everything okay. But, you know, um, I just got to play the tape forward, man. I mean, you know, I went 30 days without drinking. Here I am slamming a fifth of vodka like like that, man. And it's just right back, right back where you left off. It's it's insane, man. It really, it's insane. It's just like, you know, I've tried everything, man. I could tell you guys I've tried everything to moderate so it ain't just me reading a book saying that you can't moderate. Like, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried everything. And uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's so awesome now, like not having to lie, man. You know, I used to walk around and have to hold my breath all the time because I know, smell it and just hide shit everywhere, hide the bottles everywhere, man. And just like really cover my tracks and I was a fraud, you know, it's all phony, it's all fake, like, so nice, and just everything I did, man, you know, go for a hike, so go to a brewery afterwards, you know, being able to go for a hike and just not, not think about that, man, like, just enjoy the hike, get to be with your kids, and just, it's great, man, um, so I go to meetings all the time, um, it's really helped doing the work, while I'm on here with you right now, I hope, you know, I don't only have 90 days, man, but I, I do feel that I have taken my last drink. Um, I know it's one day at a time, too, and that, that's definitely true. But uh, things are going really well for me right now, man. And um, It's crazy because everything, I mean, work has blossomed. Um, this kind of happens this 2019 when things are really bad. Like, my life has drastically improved. And I know that, you know, you had to, I had to hit the bottom, man. Um and just doing things like this and talking about this reminds me of just how bad it gets because it's crazy how our minds work, man. Like, you'll forget. I remember my sponsor. I was like, you know, I can't forget that feeling of leaving, leaving their birthday party to go detox. And he said, oh, yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. You can definitely forget that. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. You have any questions for me? No, <clears throat> that was a great interview. You really did well telling your story. I think everything you've done past 94 days, you should be proud of. I am, man. I'm I'm really am proud. It's it's you know, just talking to people, it's like you guys, you know, my wife, it's it blows my mind, man. She'll go get a, a glass of wine, like leave half of it or three fourths of it full and like walk away. And I just you know, just telling her that this has been so hard for me. Like it is it's the hardest thing I've ever done, man. I've done some pretty difficult things in my life and this is certainly the hardest thing that I have ever had to do and it's the best thing I've ever had to do um it's great 
I'm very proud, man. I mean, getting the, that red chip is just it's better than any other anything I've gotten in sports or grades or or anything, man. I mean, it really it's it's awesome. It's awesome. It's great, bro. It's great. Thanks. So I got no questions for you. I mean, you pretty much, like I said, that was a great interview. You did a great job telling your story. I mean, like I said, you should be proud of everything you're doing. And, and today, yeah, you're definitely helping people because I've had people reach out to me and say they listen to it and they relate to the stories and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I you know, I don't want to say if I can do it, anybody can do it because I hate that. Um, but I just want anybody listening to this, man. I mean, I was bad. It was bad, bad, bad. Like when I went to detox, the doctor, well, my mom's a nurse, and the you know the doctor's like, dude, I'm not supposed to talk to you about his medical record. He has, like he's dying. Like he has to stop this. You know my my liver counts were like way, way, way high, man. I mean, way, way high. I was dying. I would I wouldn't be talking to you right now, man. This didn't stop. There's no doubt about it. You just can't keep doing that. What I was yeah. doing. Um, and health, health too, man. Another thing, I just my health is. You know, I've lost like 50 pounds um, working out every day. It's really taking my health into account. Oh, and I'm worried about retirement now, <laughs> you know, because I'm thinking I'm going to make it. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I, I feel you. Know, we're, we're very similar in a lot of ways, we think. But yeah, did you have anything else you want to add? No, gentlemen. Good. Thank you. And I actually asked everybody my one last question is, do you have any advice for people listening or watching? I do, man. I do have advice just from, from what my, myself. One is like, if you're really struggling, like really like treatment, if you're, I know it's a big decision, man. It's a big decision. It's freaking terrifying. Um, that is one thing that I would recommend if you can do that. The second thing is if you're going to AA, like, and I, I know people always say this, but like, seriously, get a sponsor, just do what they say, man. Just don't make excuses. Just do what they say exactly what they say and give it like as long as i've been doing this 90 days because he's given me this stuff that i was going to do and i said all right i'm gonna do that for 90 days i can i can go to all these meetings that you want for 90 days and that's changed man i'm gonna keep doing it um he's not making me do anything i mean he doesn't never make me do anything but it's it's made such a drastic impact on me and helped me and i've tried so many times man i mean i've done so many things this is the first time that i've been this far in and felt this way like i i'm happy man i have no desire to drink i'm proud of the man i'm becoming um i think my business partners are happy to have me and that's just awesome man i mean i've been a freaking train wreck for a long time um that is my suggestion is you know get there's a difference if you're doing the aa whatever works for you you know whatever works for you guys but if you're doing the aa like do it like, really do it and don't say it doesn't work if, if you're not doing the work um like i'm doing right now and that's all i got man um it there is there is help though guys it's, it sucks i know i know how bad it is to be handcuffed and just trapped in that cycle it's, it's hell um i wish you guys the best man yeah well i appreciate you coming on the podcast today thank you all right man so let's wrap this up for everybody watching and listening if you like what you saw and heard, go below and give us a like. Also, subscribe to see when we upload new videos. You can also check us out at Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Tumblr. You can also check out our website, www.addicts-anonymous.com. There you'll find plenty of resources and all types of literature for free. 
So that's all I have for today. I hope what you enjoyed what you saw and heard. And until next time.